So what we're going to do today is, I'm Joshua, by the way, if you don't already know me, I'm one of the one of the kind of goobers in charge, one of several or whatever. Um, and so we had to alter our plan a little bit because uh, Leslie came down sick um, last night or something recently. And so we were going to hear a message from her. We're going to hold on to it and hopefully we can work it in at some point during May as well instead of me just trying to preach it. She sent it to me and I was, and there were like a couple like Leslie stories in there. I'm like, I'm not going to tell her stories and I'm also not going to like be able to swap out for exact replicas in like my own life. It wasn't quite that way. So anyway, we'll get to hear uh, Leslie's sermon later on. So what we're going to do today is take a moment because I know a lot of people um, are in the stage of like, you know, ending the semester soon. How, how close are we to that? Is it already over? Like one more week, one more week, one more week, one more week. So I thought, <laughs> unfortunately, every time that that school semesters end, we lose several of you guys. You, you go home, some of you, and some of you stay. And so I thought it'd be a good chance this week to take an opportunity to look back on this sermon series, specifically just kind of the engaging with the Old Testament and trying our best to learn how to look for good news there and take a chance to talk together. So we're going to do more group discussion today about what has been happening in our lives in that way. How have we been growing? Remember, as a church, we want to uh, make immature disciples who love, serve, share Jesus. We want to be a place where hearts are turned toward God and lives are changed. And we want to be apprentices of Jesus, growing, learning under him to become like him, to be with him, to do what he would do if he were here today. And so looking at the Old Testament, that's been our whole vision for this series is just that this is the Bible that Jesus referenced. This is the words that he had studied as a young person growing up and quoted often in his ministry that he found tons of value in and wants us to do the same. And so we're going to take a moment uh, today to talk together about how that's been going. It's okay if it's not going great. You can talk with your group about that. It's okay if there's small little steps or small little things that have been new for you that you've started to grow in your understanding of the Old Testament in, a story that you didn't quite know was there or one that you uh, only had one understanding of and it's kind of been expanded for you a little bit. Uh, Maybe the idea of there being good news in the Old Testament was news to you period. So you're like, that's cool. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like violence and, you know, uh, people doing bad things and whatever else. So we're going to do that today, but I want to, I don't take a moment before we do that to look at two different places that we haven't, I don't think referenced so far in our series yet about just how Jesus talks about the Old Testament to remind ourselves of how he feels about it and why he thinks it's so important and why as apprentices of Jesus, it's very important that we do the same. So the first one is in Matthew 4. Um, and I'm just going to read this part, this part of it real quick, not the entire story, but this is when Jesus is in the desert being tempted by the devil. So, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he'd fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, if you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He answered, it is written, man must not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And there Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy, um, that exact phrase, and there's a lot more about that in that section of Deuteronomy, but Jesus is equating God's word to food, to sustenance, to what keeps us nourished, keeps us alive, and he's doing that at a time that he is 
has not been eating for 40 days. So it's not a casual comment in that moment. He is saying something about the importance of, uh, the God's word shouldn't just be nice to have, cool things to, to read occasionally, motivational quotes or whatever. It is what we should live on in our daily lives more than what we depend on food for. And in that case, in, in this situation, Jesus is not depending on food. He is depending solely on God um, as he's fasting in the desert. And so he's, he's making that point very strongly in the midst of serious hunger and, um, and quotes the Old Testament to do that. And I think that should be um, a really good reminder for us. God's word is food. God, God's word should be nourishment to us. It should be something that we really long to try to get that understanding of it and have it be that important to us in our hearts. The next scripture I want to look at is in Luke 24. And we referenced part of this actually the other day when we were um, on Easter Sunday, but I'm going to read um, a bit of this story. Um, This is on the road to Emmaus, if you want to follow along, but you don't have to. Luke 24, verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, what's this dispute that you're having with each other as you're walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, are are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened there in these days? This is right after all of the craziness happened. Jesus being arrested, beaten, crucified, buried. And he says, Jesus says, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and who was about to redeem Israel. This is how they're viewing this situation. Um, Was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us, They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women said, but they did not see him. And Jesus said to them, how foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, that's a a New Testament kind of Hebrew way of saying basically the whole Old Testament, um, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And they came near the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going to go further. But they urged him, come, stay with us, because it's almost evening, and now the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. It was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? So Jesus, in this story, he explains to them, he explains the Old Testament to them something that probably several of this, this group would have been very familiar with and thought that they understood really well. He uses the Old Testament to open their eyes 
to God's plan for humanity, to explain about himself, his death, and resurrection, basically kind of saying, you should have seen this coming. Why are you surprised? That's one way to emphasize that Jesus is like, this is very, very important. These scriptures aren't just a prequel to sort of like the good stuff. Um, the Old Testament is part of the whole unified narrative, and it is essential. This story really showcases that. It was required in order for the disciples to actually end up understanding what was going on. It had to be explained to them through the Old Testament, and it came alive to them as Jesus explained it. Their hearts were burning within them. That's not a subtle phrase there. That's Their hearts were burning within them as he explained it. Um, there's much, much about God to discover in the Old Testament. There's much good news waiting for us there. It's essential, and we really must be students and apprentices of it to be able to regard it and believe it and understand it in the way that Jesus himself does and wants us to as well, um, so that our hearts might burn within us as well as we understand the narrative of Scripture better and understand God's plan for humanity. So we only have a few weeks left in this series, but some of you students, you might not end up being here for some of that. So we want to take the chance to be able to talk, learn from one another about how our relationship with Scripture is going and how it's growing and be able to encourage each other. So John, if you want to put those questions up real quick. Hello everyone, my name is Hannah McGinty and I'm thrilled to be here with you today as we look back at our sermon series about the good news in the Old Testament. This has been an incredible journey through the scriptures and I hope that these reflection questions will help us all remember what we have learned and how we can continue to grow as followers of Jesus. Over the course of this series, we have explored the Old Testament in a new light, and I'm curious to know how this has impacted you. Has your understanding of the Old Testament changed? And if so, in what ways? Has your interest in these ancient texts been sparked in a new way? One of the most profound things we've discovered in this series is how the Old Testament reveals God's character to us. What has stood out to you about God's character as we've explored the Old Testament together? How has this understanding impacted the way you relate to God and others in your daily life? Looking back on the pieces of the Old Testament we talked about so far, what has stayed with you? What has resonated with you and why? Was it a particular story or character that captured your attention or a theme that stood out to you? Finally, as we wrap up the series, what should you do next to continue growing as an apprentice to Jesus in regard to the Old Testament? What steps can you take to continue learning and exploring these ancient texts and deepening your understanding of God's character and the good news he offers us? Thank you for joining me today as we reflect on this powerful sermon series about the good news in the Old Testament. May we continue to grow in our knowledge and understanding of these ancient scriptures and may the good news they reveal transform our lives and the world around us. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.